What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalichi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times, my friends. Man, there is nothing more beautiful than the sky after a storm. And the weather after a storm, too. Man, after, uh, what is it, Hurricane Idalia or Storm Idalia, I don't even know what we're calling it, something Idalia. The weather has just been beautiful, man. We've had this cool breeze blowing everywhere. It's not been too hot. It's like, it's the precipice of that fall weather, and I love, love, love me some fall weather now. I love fall. Fall is my favorite season of the year. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the weather to change up. I'm also very excited for the grass to stop growing as much as it's been growing because, oh my God. And I'm somebody who actually loves cutting the grass, but recently my grass has just been growing crazy and I've had to raise my my lawnmower like all the way to the top just for me to be able to cut it. I've had to go like two, three times over the grass just so I can cut it better. It's been bad, man. It's been really, really bad. It takes me a lot longer to cut the lawn than it usually does. And I'm sharing this today because I just cut the lawn and it looks beautiful now i'm not gonna lie every time i cut the lawn i don't know what it is about like doing manual labor that just makes me feel better about myself but after cutting the lawn i just looked at it and i was like yeah i did that thing it looks so beautiful man it looked beautiful on that lawn but anyway that's not why you came here you didn't come here to listen to me talk about grass and talk about the weather you came here to hear me talk about personal finance and as you guys know this podcast mostly is about money mentality some of the mentalities and some of the psychological things that help us as it comes to handling our money some of the things that we can help us because a lot of times we think about money and we just focus a lot more on the numbers and cents which is very important it's very good for us to get to the tactical things it's very important for us to understand how to make a budget how to save how to pay off debt it's very important for us to understand those tactical things to understand the different accounts that are available to us all those tactical things are very important but i think one of the things that we kind of lose out on a lot of the times, or at least as I went through my money journey and I've been going through my money journey, the psychological part of it plays such a massive role. Like one of the biggest things for me that is extremely hard is for me to even like fathom the idea of pausing and not investing as much as I possibly can invest to do something that is important for a short-term goal. Like that's extremely hard for me. Like actually celebrating something important because for me a big part of it i just want to get to that financial independence financial independence financial independence but then in chasing after that i've given up on a lot of things that possibly i could do in the short term now again i love my life i'm not going to trip on that i don't do most of the things that most everybody else wanted to do i've been able to do all the things i've wanted to do and i've been able to enjoy my life but there are some things that are coming up that I'm having to learn the art of like, sometimes you need to celebrate the present, you know, even though you've taken care of you, especially if you're taking care of your finances, you're doing all the things you ought to be doing. Like I always say, make sure you're doing the things you know you ought to be doing. If you're doing those things, there are some times where it's okay to take a step back. I mean, it's okay for you to focus on something a little bit different, but there are just some emotional boundaries that just get in the way of 
being able to do those things. So I love to talk about that money mentality aspect, the psychological aspect of that. I love listening to people like Morgan Housel, Ramit Sethi, who focus a lot more on that psychological aspect of money, the behavioral side of money. I love reading books like Nudge or reading uh, reading things from Daniel Kahneman, Kahneman, Kahneman. I forget, I don't know how to say his name. And just hearing about the way that they think about finances, where they focus a lot more on on the behavioral side of things rather than just the nuts and bolts of money in this episode the title if you're watching this on youtube and of course if you're listening to this on the podcast you probably saw the title and the title is simply nobody is coming to save you nobody is coming to save you i think it's a very important mentality that we have to have when it comes to our finances It's a very important mentality that we need to have when it comes to how we stand up in this life, how we move through various situations. I don't know where I heard that quote, but it's just stuck with me for a long time. Now, to one aspect, some people would be like, that's a very detrimental thing to say. That's a very dangerous thing to say, to say like nobody's coming to save you and all these kind of things. But let's be honest. It's the reality. It's the truth. And the sooner we come to that truth, the sooner we come to that reality, the sooner we embrace that reality, the sooner we can get on and move to the next step. The sooner we can actually focus on what needs to be focused on. When I say nobody is coming to save you, I'm going against a lot of beliefs that we have, that we have for some reason in our day and age where we have this hope and this belief that there's going to be some magical solution that somebody is just going to give to us or we're just going to meet the perfect person who will just open the door for us for us to be able to have that opportunity to do the things that we want to do or we're just going to one day all of a sudden the the a miraculous idea is just going to dawn on us and then boom everything is going to be different but we all know that isn't true we all know that isn't reality we all know that's not how life works I just want to give a very present example of this very thing that we just witnessed first person. But the ironic thing is we witness these things. We go through these things over and over again, but yet we don't embrace them and we don't learn the right lessons from them. In 2020, then Vice President Biden was running for president. One of the key items on his platform was making education more affordable for everybody and less crippling for most people's finances. He focused, one item of that was him focused very heavily on the idea of student loans. So much so that he during his campaign, one of the big things that he said was, I will forgive student loans. I will forgive a certain amount of student loans. It was a big part of his campaign promise. It was a big part of why people were in a rush to vote for this guy. We're very excited for Biden. Biden wins the election. You had people clamoring. People get excited. People who are like, finally, somebody who could save the day. Somebody who could finally do something about the student loans that I've been carrying for years. Somebody who can finally help me handle these student loans. The irony of the whole thing is I just looked from a distance at a lot of people and I said, wait a minute. Biden was only promising to pay off about $10,000 in student loans. But I was hearing people 
who had 50, 60, 70, 80 thousand dollars in student loans celebrating like their student loans were going to just disappear. But I was like, ah, you know what? People always say stuff. People are always doing stuff. I'm pretty sure everybody will come to their right, right minds. But anyway, so, you know, Biden wins the election. He wipes the floor with Trump. He wins the election. And then in 2021, he doesn't really do anything about this. You know, he's in office. He's not really doing much about it. People are like, yo, Biden, when are you going to fulfill the promise that you put on the campaign? You know, nothing happens for most of 2021, according to you, for your student loans, except Biden extends the forbearance period on student loans. In other words, you didn't have to make any payments. No interest was being charged on your student loans. And so for a period of time, it felt like, yo, this guy is on the right path. He kept that, he kept on extending the student loans or extending the forbearance period from 2020. It rolled all the way into 2021. It rolled all the way into 2022. He kept on extending the period of forbearance on student loans, making sure he could find ways to aid people in that, making sure he gave a runway, a room for people to be able to not pay their student loans for longer and longer and longer. And then at the end of 2022, he drops a bombshell on everybody and everybody in the finance community goes crazy. Biden announces that everyone will have $10,000 of their student loans forgiven. And he announces that those who had Pell Grants will have $20,000 of their student loans forgiven. Everybody goes ballistic. I go ballistic. I made an entire TikTok video about this. I was celebrating. I was giving people advice. Yo, this is going to be great. This is what you can do with the money that's going to be freed up. If you have $10,000 or less, yo, this is what you can do now. We're all excited. We're all celebrating. It sounds like the best news ever. And that lasted for about a day. And almost as immediately as the news dropped, we immediately heard that we had Republicans and we had a bunch of other people, especially the companies who make their bread and butter from student loans, suing uh, the Biden administration about, about this. And so everything goes on hold. It's a pause. We're all sitting on bated breath. So 2020, 2022 comes to a close. It goes to the Supreme Court in April of 2023. It goes before the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court promptly strikes down the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan and says it's unconstitutional. You cannot do that. And even more so, not just do we end the belief that you can do a student loan forgiveness, but on top of that, we are also going to end the moratorium. We cannot have any more student loan moratorium. It's coming to an end. And this brings us to present day, where now student loans are kicking back in. As of when you've been listening to this podcast, which, by the way, happy Labor Day. When you've been listening to this podcast, your student loans, if you have student loans, are now having interest once again. So your balance is growing. Your balance is getting a little bit bigger. The Biden administration passes another uh, bill to help with that, or they passed it at the end of 2022, but went into effect this year, where basically they have a new payment strategy to help with student loans payments. And so some people might be able to defer their payments a little bit more, but the, the period of time where you didn't have to worry about this thing came to an end. 
Everyone's belief that Biden was going to be their savior. The hope that your student loans was just going to disappear. Fell apart. It was like water in your hand. It just slowly dripped away. Everyone was excited. They thought, I'm finally saved. <laughs> I'm finally free. I can finally, I can finally escape this. It was like a bride being left on an altar. A bride being abandoned when she thought everything she had been working towards just falls apart. But not even that. It actually is worse than that for a lot of people. Because during the period of time that forbearance was going on, a lot of people took more loans off. Many people bought homes without factoring in their student loans. Many people bought cars. Major car loans were taken out. I mean, the average car loan right now is close to $1,000. That's financed for close to six years. A lot of people factored that in, did factor in their student loans with that. Trips were taken. Clothes were bought. Shoes were bought. Fancy dinners were went to. Credit card balances were ran up. New furniture was bought for the house. New electronics, all the things were bought. And so a lot of people are waking up on, the, on September 1st, waking up to a brand new reality of being in a worse position than if student loans forbearance was never implemented in the first place. Because not only do they have to deal with their student loans, but now they got to deal with that credit card debt. Now they have a responsibility for a house with a mortgage payment. They also have a fancier car up front. Why? Because the belief was, I am free from the student loans. I have been saved from having to deal with this thing. And just that bride, not only was she left on the altar, but she was left to pick up all the pieces she was left with the cost of the wedding. She was left with the house that they may have signed on together. She was left with the debt that they took out for the wedding. And so she, as she's trying to grieve the loss of who she thought was the one for her, she also has to, guess what? Put her life back together financially. A double whammy. A worse position than she was prior. And this is the position that a lot of people find themselves in right now. Why? Because a lot of people believed that there's somebody coming to save you. There's somebody coming to save me. There's somebody that's going to do the thing that I need them to do for me. See, this is why it's so important that we say to ourselves, nobody is coming to save me. Because if you had thought about it and said, yo, I don't know what the government might do. I don't know if he's actually going to be able to be successful with his plan of forgiving student loans. I don't know what that is, but I have a period of time where I can take advantage of the situation. I talked about this last week. Debt-free dad he used this period of 0% interest to aggressively pay off his student loans. And now he's debt free from over $200,000 of debt, mostly student loans. Why? He took matters into his own hands. 
He stopped relying on the belief that, you know what? Somebody else is going to have to deal with this. I understand that you didn't understand what it was when you were taking out those student loans. I understand that you didn't factor in all these things where you were on that paperwork, signing the dotted line. You didn't understand what you were doing. I understand that. But guess what? It's still your responsibility. I understand that education is stupid extensive in this country. I understand that. But guess what? It's still your responsibility. I talk about this a lot about Societal accountability, but personal responsibility. Why? Because nobody is coming to save you. We live in these United States. Whether you like it or not, it is an individualistic society. In other words, you succeed and you fail, but guess what? It's all about you. Whether you fail or you succeed. If you succeed, you get all the accolades. If you fail, everybody looks down on you, even though there's other parts that plays into it. But in this society, it's this individualistic society that we live in. Nobody is coming to save you. There's a responsibility that we have to take for ourselves, for our lives. The sooner that we take life by the horns, the sooner that we put our hands on those reins and drive the carriage, whether we fail or we succeed, we're living life according to what we want. The sooner we actually experience freedom. Because guess what? It is much better to make mistakes and grow than to sit on the sidelines and wait for somebody else to do something. Because guess what? You could spend an entire lifetime sitting on those sidelines. Never doing anything. Being too scared. Hoping, hoping and praying that somebody else comes to save the day. But the honest truth is, there is no knight in shining armor. There is no white knight. There is nobody coming out of the blue to save you. You have to take ownership. You have to take responsibility you have to take your, put yourself in the driver's seat. Make mistakes. Learn from those mistakes. Grow and do it again. Because at the end of the day, nobody is coming to save you. There's a, a Bible verse that I've re- been recently, recently been pondering a lot on. And it's a little bit harsh. It's a, it's a little bit harsh, but I think it's very important. It's a little bit harsh, but I think it's very important. The Bible verse is from Proverbs 19, verse 4. I've shared this before, but it says in the NIV version, it says, Wealth attracts many friends, but even the closest friend of the poor person deserts them. That is harsh. Now, of course, there are two ways. There are two ways you can possibly read into this. Way number one is, oh, when you have so many people coming around you, you don't know who's real anymore, so be careful of people. That's one way you look at it and, and one way to look at riches and all that stuff. The other way you can look at this, when you are the person who is able to create time and space for life to happen, that generally attracts people. But when you are the person who, whenever people think about you, they're always like, ah, he always needs something. 
Guess what they do? They pull back. It's reality. We may hate it. We may not want to believe it. But it's the truth. If every time somebody sees your phone number, they go, oh, man, again, I wonder what they're going to ask about this time. We've all done it. We all have we all have those friends that we look at our phone and we're like, do I want to pick up that phone call today? It's a harsh truth, but it's important. Now, when I say nobody is coming to save you, do not hear me wrong. Do not hear that and think that I'm saying don't take advice and don't seek help. That is called foolishness. That is called foolishness. But what I am saying is take control. If you want something to change, be the change. Be the change you want to see. If you want something to improve, start looking for ways to improve it. Seek advice. Seek help. Ask people to help you as you're going on that journey. People are much more willing to help somebody who they see actually doing something rather than somebody that every time they ask them like, oh, what have you, what have you done? They're like, well, you know, they make up excuses. Nobody wants that. Nobody likes that. But when somebody sees that you're making work, you're making moves, you're taking action on the things that they said before, guess what? They want to come alongside you. So look. There's only been one person that has saved everybody, and his name is Jesus Christ. He died on that cross to save all of us. But for the rest of humanity, nobody's coming to save you, my G. Take ownership. Take ownership of your life. Take ownership of your life. Because at the end of the day, it's yours. It's yours. You can blame everybody. By the end of the day, you have to live with your life. So get used to saying the idea of nobody is coming to save me. It doesn't mean you get all self-indulged and you stay central and you never try to. No, 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 not that. But at the same time, you do what matters. You prioritize the things that need to be prioritized and you put the things that need to be on the back burner on the back burner. Because at the end of the day. It's you that has to save you. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. If you did, share this podcast with one person that you love, one person that you hate, and one person you're just kind of like, eh, about. And by that time, you'd have shared it with every single person that you know. But anyway, it's been your boy, Kalechi. If you love this podcast, like it on the YouTubes and leave a, leave a review on any of the podcast listening platform that you listen to this thing on. I know I talked about some challenging things today, but hey, man, I'm here with the hard-hitting truths. But anyway, it's me, your boy, Kalechi. I'm going to catch you up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and y'all boy is out of here. Peace. Whoosh.